you have difficulty losing weight, constantly feel fatigued, you struggle with depression, anxiety, and have problems with sleep, hey, it could be your thyroid. It's a small butterfly-shaped gland that is responsible for making hormones that control so many vital functions, including regulating your metabolism. Today's guest is Carrie Vitt, nutritional therapy practitioner. Let's talk thyroid on the Healthy Harmony Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast, simple holistic wellness for women. I'm your host, Jennifer Pickett, dietitian turned functional medicine health coach. When it comes to your well-being, do you know what to do, but have a hard time actually doing it? Have you sacrificed your own health for the sake of taking care of everyone else? Are you tired and overwhelmed? But also, are you looking for answers, ready to take a small step? Holistic wellness doesn't have to be time-consuming or overly complicated. In this podcast, you will discover simple tips to help you take control of your overall wellness. I want to help you make a shift from knowing what to do to actually doing it. If you are ready to feel better, make healthier decisions, address the obstacles standing in your way, and live a life of freedom and harmony, my friend, you're in the right place. Just to give you a quick reminder, you only have three days left to enter the incredible prize giveaway. We extended the deadline because some people were having problems leaving a podcast review. So we opened up a new way for you to share the Healthy Harmony podcast. I mean, honestly, the last thing you need is some time consuming process to leave a review or enter the prize giveaway. We want to make it as easy as possible so you can be entered to win. If you've missed the details, if you are ready to enter this incredible prize giveaway, Simply go to Inspire Healthy Harmony on Facebook, on Instagram, or check out the website, inspirehealthyharmony.com, and you can be entered to win. Today's guest is Carrie Vitt. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner, cookbook author, and publisher at deliciouslyorganic.net. After struggling with several chronic health issues, Carrie turned to a real food diet and detox and has been able to reverse IBS, chronic migraines, thyroid disease, and eczema. She currently practices at Our Wellhouse located in Frisco, Texas, and has a tremendous online following with fantastic resources available on her website. I love her simple approach to taking control of your health, and I am so thrilled she is with us today. I'm so excited to have my friend and holistic nutritionist here today, Carrie Vitt. How are you, Carrie? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited we get to do this. We always have such great conversations, and now we just kind of get to do that with a recording device. So I think everybody's going to absolutely love this conversation. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) So um, obviously, you are very, very highly experienced, highly educated, um, and you have a, a massive online following. You are literally educating people every single day. But this comes from a, a, a history of having a tremendous struggle. So will you just share that struggle with us? Yeah, definitely. So it started a while ago. <laughs> um, 
actually back in high school, I was struggling with IBS uh, and had that for years. And then uh, about 10 years later, um, I, after the birth of my second child, I started having chronic migraines and they were 24 seven. And I also had a toddler at the time. So that was quite the challenge and uh, was going to uh, neurologists and trying to, you know, get help. And, you know, they put me on medications and I was on three daily meds and was still getting them about four times a week and felt drugged all the time and um, went in for another appointment. And the doctor said, I want to put you on another medication, like an additional, like a fourth. And I just, I just said, no, thanks. And not with any idea of what I was going to do. I just said, no, thank you. And I remember walking down that white tiled, you know, fluorescent lit hallway thinking, I got to figure out something because I, this can't be my life. This is miserable. This can't, con- this can't continue, right? right. This cannot, I can, like, I can't even be a mom to my kids, you know? And so went home and that very day there was a newsletter in the mail back when we got newsletters in the mail. Yes. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was like 20 years ago. Um, it was a focus on the family newsletter. And there was this tiny little paragraph that said, you know, you should think about going organic for the health of your family. Now, 20 years ago, organic was considered kind of like snooty. It was, I really thought it was just when you wanted to pay more for your food. Right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Had no idea. So I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. So I called my friend Karen and she's a dear, dear friend of mine. And I knew that she like, okay, amazing cook. Amazing. But like her her food was kind of different, you know, and I always thought it was a little weird. <laughs> yes. Um, she and I laugh about it now. It's all good, you know, but I called her up and just said, Hey, do you think that my food could have anything to do with my migraines? And she said, Oh, definitely. And she said, I'm bringing over resources. And so she was so sweet. She loaded up her three kids in the car, immediately came over that afternoon with this huge stack of books. And she was like, start reading. And I said, okay. And the first one I started with was the maker's diet. And that just like completely opened my eyes. And then I was like reading through nourishing traditions and I just like reading it. I was like, this resonates with me. I, this also seems weird. Right. And that's how I cook now. But like at the time I was, you know, I, I ate processed food and all that type of stuff. So even just organic, whole, all real food seemed kind of odd to me, but I was like, I, I like this. This resonates with me. I want to, want to do this and I'm going to have to baby step it. So I first started with just switching the main foods I was eating to organic. That's all I did. I was still doing white flour, white sugar, not soaking anything, you know, n- no properly prepared food, just, <laughs> just switching to organic. And within two months I got off of all of my medications um, oh my, my goodness. Migraines cleared and my IBS cleared. So obviously the toxic load in my system had just gone overboard and it was the toxins, the pesticides, herbicides, things like that in the food that were causing my migraines and my IBS. I still am like stunned that that was the root cause of my IBS. Um, it's never come back, thankfully. Uh, that so is crazy. I, I know. It was, it was, it was mind boggling to me. And I thought, well, gosh, I mean, 
other people need to know about this, you know? And so I, I'd grown up in, um, well, my mom had taught me how to cook when I was very, very little. So I had a love for cooking. And, uh, so I just thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start, uh, teaching cooking classes. And so, um, while I was studying, I just started studying and studying and studying all these topics because it was just so fascinating to me. I could not get in enough knowledge in my brain about nutrition and real food and how to properly prepare foods and all that. So I started teaching these small little cooking classes out of my house. I'd probably have eight to 10 women every week. And, um, it was a lot of fun. And then I heard of these things called food blogs <laughs> and I thought, well, gosh, I could start a food blog and I could just put this information about healthier food on there. And then like my friends could use that website, never thinking that anyone else would ever really. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I got that started. That was 14 years ago that I started the blog and um, things were chugging along. And then I, back in oh. Eight, I went in for a filling removal. Um, they were swapping it out for a new filling and it was an amalgam filling. And at the time, I did not know that amalgam is 50% mercury. That's five zero percent. Oh, and um, I didn't know you're supposed to go to a dentist who is properly trained, who's going to take all the right precautions. I mean, I knew nothing, right? Right. Well, they um, don't teach. No one, no one tells us this. No. No, no one nobody, tells us this. No, no. Nobody talks about it. And so um, it was a really large filling in a molar. Like it filled up most of the molar inside. And so they just drilled and drilled. It was a three-hour appointment. And... Um, I just sat there and like breathed in the fumes as they were drilling and drilling. And as soon as I sat up from the chair, I was, I told them, I was like, something's wrong with me. I don't feel good. And I got home. I had zero energy. I was in bed for an entire week. And I just remember thinking like, why would I take a filling this bad? Like this makes zero sense. Not knowing what was in that filling, you know, it just, right. I didn't know. So then my health just very rapidly deteriorated, um, insomnia, depression, my hair falling out. Uh, one of the worst symptoms for me was I had hives from the neck up. So they covered my neck and all of my face. Um, my face felt like it was burning 24 seven, all of my skin peeled off twice a day. And, you know, of course it was red inflamed and I also became sensitive to every single food on the planet. Um, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that if I ate lettuce, I would break out the hives. If I ate meat, I break out the hives. I even became sensitive to tap water. I couldn't even be around. Like if somebody was washing dishes and there was steam coming up from the hot water, I'd break out the hives. I mean, it was a mess. Oh my goodness. So I basically just you know, I would get my girls off to school and then I would lay on the couch all day with ice packs on my face. And I slept with ice on my face and took an insane amount of Benadryl because I didn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. Uh, and, um, started going to doctors. I mean, this was a, you know, a horrible part of this was that I couldn't get any doctors to just listen to me. Um, they kept kind of blowing me off. They kept telling me I had dry skin and I was like, I, I know I don't have dry skin, you know, like when yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> and about nine months in took nine months to find a doctor who would actually just listen. And, um, 
we ran like all the allergy testing, right? Cause it was like, okay, I must have allergies. I was negative for everything. And then the doctor was like, you know, I've heard of this, you know, I've heard of people having hives, um, as an extreme side effect of our symptoms, sorry, of Hashimoto's. So mm-hmm. he tested me for that. I was positive. So finally I had at least a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, I think that that's so helpful to at least just kind of know what's going on. And they offered me thyroid medication. And I was already coming from the perspective that food can heal, that like you can change things from the inside out. So I asked the doctor, like, well, how is this going to heal my thyroid? Please explain to me what that, how that works. And he was like, oh, that, that's not how it works. Like your thyroid's eventually going to stop working and you're going to be on meds the rest of your life. So once again, I just said, no, thank you. And I found myself for the second time walking down a white tiled fluorescent hallway going, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I got to figure this out. So went home, called my best friend, Karen, right? Again. (laughs) Thank goodness for Karen. Thank goodness for Karen. Yeah. And she had been so sweet. I mean, throughout this whole process, she called me every single day to check in. She was the only friend that really, really just stuck by my side or stayed by my side. Uh, So I just, you know, of course, just cry my eyes out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have this thing called Hashimoto's. Um, They they're just want to give me a medication. I just don't want to do that. And she said, my sister is a holistic nutritionist. Um, I already talked to her about you and made an appointment for you, which that's a pretty darn good friend. Yes, it is. I started working with Kim um, out in California and uh, she put me on like a a grain-free nutrient-dense diet and and also very specific supplements for the things that were going on in my body at that specific time. Uh, And it took about four months until I saw my hives start to dissipate. And then about nine months, the hives completely went away and thank you, Lord, they've never come back. And then we had to keep digging into, you know, okay, well, what's the root cause? Because it's not like the Hashimoto's was gone, right? I still had right, right. antibodies and all that. Thank goodness I was feeling better though. Cause then it was like, okay, well now I can work with my practitioner to kind of like think about this harder and dive in a little bit more. Cause at the beginning I was really just trying to survive. And um, so we figured out uh, it was from that amalgam filling removal. Oh my and word. So, you know, we went through, looked at a calendar and she was just like, just let's go through your full health history. We have to put the pieces together. And um, I was like, oh, wait, that day I went to the dentist. That's when everything started. Uh, and so basically we did testing and stuff. And I just I had an overabundance of heavy metals in my system and mercury. So, and so um, if she hadn't known to do the heavy metal testing, then this would have continued. I mean, not necessarily the heavy metal testing. If she hadn't known to just go through my whole health history. Yes. Yeah. Because most practitioners don't do that. You're, oh, you're so right. Well, only, only the practitioners that are in this, you know, holistic world, the naturopath world or the functional medicine world are going to dig that deep and ask the question, why? And that's what you needed because you said your doctors were not listening again, you know, for the second time they weren't listening and, you know, just kind of writing this off. And and again, that's why I love, you know, what we do, this world we live in, because we're asking the question, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. My motto is like, ask why until you can't ask why anymore. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You keep asking why you're going to get to the root. 
you know? Um, and so that's basically what she was doing with me, you know, and just digging and digging and digging. And, you know, it was a good hour conversation of just going through all the things. And so, uh, yeah, so I had to do a lot of just very gentle drainage, gentle detox therapies. She, um, was a wonderful holistic practitioner who just really understood how to do things very slowly and gently because, you know, detoxing tissues in the body from things like heavy metals is, you know, no joke. You got to go very slowly and make sure that like the gut's okay and the detox pathways are open and all sorts of stuff. Um, so it took two years of working with her until I started to see antibodies go down. And I remember that day I got my blood work back and they come down by like a thousand points. And I bawled my eyes out. I actually called her cause we were becoming good friends at the time, called her and left her a voicemail when I'm crying. She thought something was wrong. I totally freaked her out. <laughs> and I was actually calling her to tell her, like, I was so thankful for her. Aww. Uh, and then it took a few years after that until like things went to remission. Um, I mean, at one point my TSH was 68. Oh, you know? heavens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I never went on meds. Uh, that is for some people. And I think it can be an incredibly helpful tool. It just, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't, I just didn't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, My goodness. um, and now I live in, I call it maintenance mode, you know, uh, where I make sure that I'm eating that good nutrient dense diet, that I'm getting good sleep, that I'm keeping my stressors down, you know, all the things um, so that I can, you know, continue in the direction that, that I've been going. So when that, through that whole experience, of course, you know, before I started that little food blog and, uh, was teaching in my, in my home and stuff. And then I was like, okay. So then I wrote like a second cookbook and, um, went back to school and got my nutritional therapy certification. And Kim mentored me for many years. I joined her practice and worked there for many years, uh, and she, unfortunately she passed away kind of suddenly about four years ago. Mm, so, so sorry. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I miss her every day. I really do. Uh, I'm so thankful for the time that she invested in me and I, you know, now it's really my mission to go out and, and just teach everyone what she taught me and help them. Um, and I'm really, really thankful that that is what I get to do. Every day. I'm mm -hmm. sad that thyroid disease is such a problem right now. Um, and pretty much I would call it an epidemic. Um, but really thankful that I get to bring hope and help other people. Yes, for sure. So so let's dig into that whole topic of thyroid uh, disease and even thyroid insufficiency. Yeah. What are the main symptoms that someone is experiencing when um, that would give them an indication, hey, something is off here with the thyroid? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are over 300 symptoms, which is kind of wild. Some of the most common ones would be um, brain fog, fatigue, weight gain. I would say those are like the three top ones. Mm -hmm. It can also just be like you just feel off. Your energy is drained. Um, you're starting to struggle with multiple things like insomnia and digestion issues and your hair's falling out and, um, and things like that. And I think every woman who's listening right now is sitting there like nodding her head like, oh, my goodness, she just went down the list of my symptoms. That's what I'm experiencing because um, I think so many of us have thyroid disease. We have thyroid insufficiency. Uh, so how would one go about um, 
like re- moving towards resolution. So I want us to talk about blood work. You yeah. know, uh, so often a woman is told that her blood work is normal. You know, right. she might even say, hey, is this my thyroid? And she gets her blood work done. And the doctor says, your blood work is normal. So let's talk about the normal, right. the difference in normal versus optimal. Yes. So labs, I just found this really interesting when I learned this is that number one, like the ranges. So when you look at your lab report, you'll see that number. And then over on the right, you're going to see it numbers in parentheses, right? That's like the lab range. So those ranges can differ depending on the lab you're at, which is kind of interesting. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Kind of interesting. And then also, um, they, those numbers are for people that are, aren't feeling well right? It's not okay. when the body is healthy and vibrant, what are the optimal numbers? That's not what you're seeing. So this range is just kind of this kind of normal ish range, but it's not optimal, right? There's a, there's just a really big difference. So for example, um, TSH, you know, for some labs, they'll say, you know, normal between one and 10, some is like one and eight, some, some is one to five. I mean, they're all kind of a little bit different, but optimal would be about 0.5 to around two. So wow. knowing okay. like those optimal numbers can be really helpful and empowering because you can look at those things and then have a better conversation with your, your doctor. Also, I have to say, um, my number one uh, pet peeve <laughs> is when a client comes in and they've been told that like they're not making enough thyroid hormone, they're on thyroid medication and their thyroid hormones were never tested. So TSH is a pituitary hormone. It's not a thyroid hormone. So TSH can give you a tiny little window into like maybe what might be happening with thyroid hormones, but it's not a thyroid hormone. You have to test like free T4 and free T3 to know what's going on with thyroid hormones. Okay. And so, so that was my next question. So thank you. You know, yeah. what else? So uh, TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone. And then yeah. you're saying, so that needs to be checked. However, that is mostly a pituitary hormone, not a that not necessarily a thyroid hormone. Right. And then we also need to check a free T3 and free T4. What are, what are any of those other lab values that need to be analyzed? I would also recommend reverse T3 and then um, TPO antibodies and then thyroglobulin antibodies. It's usually TGAB. Um, that can give you a good snapshot into how your thyroid is doing. And uh, then I would also recommend as with that, like a CBC, CMP with phosphorus, vitamin D, lipids, and an iron panel. That way you can get like a really good idea because for example, like elevated cholesterol is a symptom of thyroid disease. So sometimes they do lipids, they don't do thyroid hormones. And then, you know, they're told like, oh, your cholesterol's high, like stop eating these foods when like, actually they have thyroid disease Um, or like low iron can cause hypothyroidism. So if your iron's low, then that's really good to know. You know what I mean? So just like having um, a good snapshot, uh, that's a great way to be able to sit down with your, with your doctor and, and they can get a good look at all the different things that are going on. And I would say, if you're wanting someone to really look at root causes, you do have to 
go to a functional uh, practitioner. Definitely, definitely. Because everyone else is just going to, they only have a certain number of labs they look at. They're just not going to dig deep. They're not going to ask the question why. And that is the difference between traditional medicine and functional medicine. Functional medicine always asks the question why. Why is this happening? So it's like, uh, you know, I describe functional medicine as like medical detectives. We want to get to the root of this. What's really going on here? But traditional medicine, it's just a very very broken system. And I hope everyone is really starting to see this. Um, so you brought up phosphorus. So let's talk about like why you why you want to see phosphorus. What is that link there? If you're running blood work, what is mm-hmm. that link with phosphorus? Well, because calcium and phosphorus work together, right? And so if you get calcium done, um, then you have no idea, well, what's the ratio with phosphorus? And if it's high, Maybe is it because phosphorus is low or if it's low, is it maybe because phosphorus is high? So, you know, nutrients work together. They never work in isolation. Yes. And so we always want to know, like, well, what are the other ones? What else is going on? And again, that's that's like getting out that magnifying glass and being that detective and trying to figure out, like, okay, what are all the different root issues that are going on? So let's let's shift our, our conversation a little bit because most of your healing journey revolves around food. And I love how it started there by simply switching your diet to organic back when this was not a trending thing, right? I mean, now it's a little bit more of a trend. But um, let's talk about some things that are wrong with the standard American diet. What is wrong with how we eat right now? Yeah, I mean, some of the big ones I would say is the big push for um, to eat canola oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, soy oil. Um, so you might hear them called PUFAs. Those are polyunsaturated fatty acids. So the ones you want to avoid are like the processed ones, like the ones that I had just listed. Um, there's just such a big push for those. And they're in like every single processed food. It's incredible. So, yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And they're very inflammatory for the body. Um, not helpful, not nourishing at all. Uh, also just a big emphasis on grain for so long, right? Mm -hmm. Um, don't, or eat so much grain, right? So many carbohydrates. I really, I should correct myself, not grain. It's so many carbohydrates. Um, and, uh, and then also, you know, just the sugars. I mean, there's so many things that are wrong. Uh, I, I think those are some of the top ones. And then also just the fear still of saturated fat, you know? And yes, yeah. I mean, that has been debunked. That was a hypothesis from Ansel Keys back in the 1950s. And if you look at the actual data, I mean, he just like, he lied. I mean, basically, you know, his hypothesis wasn't proven and he botched the data um, on purpose, supposedly, at least from the things I've read. And, uh, you know, and then the American Heart Association ran with it. You know, it's awful. It's awful how we've been deceived. And I, you know, something that I find myself talking about to clients every day, as we encourage real whole foods and to step away from this standard American diet with all the processed foods, we have to understand how, this big food industry works and it's just about profit. It is not yeah. about people. It's not about your health. It's just about profit yeah. and that these items are being made to look like 
they are healthy, that they are good for you. So there's a lot of good marketing mastermind behind that. So it, uh, yeah. they use the right colors. They use the right phrases so that you are led to believe, oh, this is a good, healthy choice for me and my family when it is anything but. So that term is called health washing. And we've got to be aware of what we're up against here when it comes to marketing. And we can't fall prey to that. So um, I'm glad you kind of outlined some of those things that are wrong with our standard American diet. Yeah. Part of your journey was choosing organic food. So let's kind of dive into this whole like toxicity component and why it is important to choose organic foods. Like what's wrong with conventionally raised fruits and vegetables? Yeah. I mean, I think people just don't realize that the stuff that they spray on them um, that have all these synthetic chemicals in the form of like pesticides, herbicides, things like that, um, they are endocrine disruptors. So they can cause hormone imbalance. They change your microbiome so they can kill off uh, the good bacteria. They can cause overgrowth of bad bacteria, things like that. So there'd be an imbalance in your microbiome, right? Which can make a big impact on in how your immune system works. Um, I mean, those are the two big, big things. And then also it's just, you know, put it, it's, we're, we're exposed to so many toxins all day. So we really don't want to also be adding to that toxic load, you know, yes. uh, with our, with our food. So everybody, it's kind of like we all, our bodies are like a cup, you know, and, and we're exposed to toxins every day. I mean, it's in the air, it's in the water, it's everywhere. You can't avoid all of them. Right. Right. Um, but it's like every single body is like a cup and it's like the toxins, it's another drop of water and it's another drop of water. And eventually everybody gets to the point where then boom, it starts overflowing. You know, for me, I was kind of young when that started happening for others. They might be older. Uh, so I just think it's important to, you know, day to day be making choices with your food. That's not going to increase your toxic load. You know, so true. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I recommend I know that especially with food process prices going up like that can get very expensive and all that type of stuff. You know, if you want just a place to start, you can start with looking up the dirty dozen and the clean 15. So I love dirty, those two lists. Yeah. Yeah. Love those two lists. Yes. Yeah. And I. Well, I didn't start there. I don't know if those existed when I got started with all of this. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So it's nice that we have those. So tell everyone where they can find those two lists. So the Dirty Dozen is the the dirtiest uh, fruits and vegetables, the ones that you always need to buy organic, right? Right. And then the Clean 15 are those that you don't necessarily have to buy organic. You might be able to purchase those conventional. Yeah, yeah. I will say that on that, the Clean 15, two foods on there that I was like, huh, that's kind of weird is corn and papaya. And both of those are usually GMO. Interesting. So I, think- I thought the same thing. So when I saw yeah. corn, especially um, yeah. that, that hit, that got on my radar. I was like, wait a minute, why are we, because corn, like you said, is a, it's a genetically modified crop. It's a very cheap crop. So, I mean, you're going to, it's just, we're not getting any benefit no. from corn. No. And it, you know, GMO from how I understand it from the reading and stuff I've done, I mean, it actually like there's Roundup growing inside of it. Right. So then when they spray it with Roundup, the corn doesn't die. So you have to think, well, then what's that going to do if I eat it? You know? Right. So, uh, but that's a really good place to start those two lists. Um, Yeah. 
And those lists are found on the uh, EWG Environmental Working Group, EWG Healthy Living app is the app. And then the website is EWG.org, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that's where you can find those lists. Those are very, very helpful. Um, so that's a great starting point. And I just like how you said, we cannot be adding to our toxic load. Like at some point, we've got to look at overall toxicity in the body and uh, it'd be like, wait a minute. I mean, I am my body is just a toxic, burdened mess. I got to do something to, you know, to help dial this back and look at what I'm putting in my body. But, you know, you brought up something, you know, which is so important because I think so many of us are overwhelmed right now because the cost of food is so very high. So what are your tips for saving money? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things you can do, which is really, really nice. Um, What, you know, meat is so expensive, right? And I started doing this probably probably 15 years ago is buying meat directly from the farm. I love uh, it. Especially if you want to get organic pastured, like well-raised meat. And um, now if you get on a website, you're going to see that they're like, buy a whole cow. And you're like, I don't have $3,000 just sitting around. But what you can do is you go in with friends on it. And I've done this so many times. So you just ask your friends like, hey, do you want to go in on this with me? And, you know, for years I would have, you know, it'd be like six families and we would all like chip in the money. And then, you know, I would be usually one of the ones that would get in the car and we'd all split the gas, right? Go get the meat, bring it back, and then literally divvy it up on the driveway. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And then we'd all put it in our freezer. So, I mean, you know, that's a really great tip for, for bigger families and stuff. Um, finding like, uh, co-ops in the area. And one of the best ways just start asking around. I mean, that's how I have found some of the best resources for stuff like that. Go to the farmer's market, um, create relationships with them. Other little things you can do is, you know, buy real food, like processed food actually is, it's pretty expensive. Like when you break it, it's not cheap. It is not cheap. It's not. And and we think it is. We've really been trained to think it is because we're like, oh, that bag of chips, that's only, you know, $1.99. But yeah, you eat that and like, you're not going to be full. You're going to need to eat more things, right? But when mm-hmm. you break it down um, really side by side, anytime I do this, even if it's like a fast food meal and then you compare it to like, well, what if I made this at home? If you break it down price per meal, Uh, the real food always wins. I mean, so if you're buying whole meat and whole vegetables and fruits and whole dairy and eggs and things like that, you actually are going to save a lot of money. And I've talked to so many friends, so many clients who were eating, you know, processed foods, and then they made the switch. And I've heard back from so many people throughout the years saying, I was worried that it was going to cost more. And many of them said either it costs less or they're spending about the same. Yes. And I think we have to shift our mindset, too, because we I mean, we have the mindset of, oh, my goodness, I can't afford to eat healthy. I can't afford to eat healthy. But let me tell you, fast food is not cheap. Even the cheapest of the cheap fast food is still not cheap. It's still not inexpensive. And um, and processed foods are not cheap. 
Now, they're cheap to make, but those things are marked up. So a bag of chips, you know, the cookies, the processed, you know, box meals in the middle of the grocery store, um, those are those are pretty expensive. And so we have to make that shift to eating real whole foods. And what I've noticed, because I love how you guys like, you know, bought a cow, you know, and split that up between families. (laughs) What we've noticed in our family is as we make an investment and we are buying higher quality meat, for instance, you don't eat as much because you are very, very satisfied. And so there's a very big difference in satisfaction. You kind of alluded to that when you said, hey, that bag of chips, it might be a little bit cheaper, but like you're still hungry. You're not satisfied. So I think the satisfaction component is is important here, too. It's our um, it's our it's our taste buds. The more junk you eat, the more junk you crave. Bottom line. When you start eating healthier, the you know, you start to crave those healthy foods. And so I know that's something that you and I both talk about every single day to Mm -hmm. our clients. So outside of food, what are the other primary lifestyle factors that make the biggest difference for thyroid health? Mm. Well, number one, I would say sleep. You know, if you're not getting a good eight hours of sleep, then start there. You know, I mean, so many people are, they're struggling so much and they're not sleeping as well. Right. Um, And they're just going out there trying to find the next supplement, the next thing, the next thing to do, like start just focusing on your sleep without good sleep every night. I mean, it's foundational for healthy body. Mm-hmm. So making that a priority, I have articles on literally every topic that we're talking about today on my site. So I have a great one yes. on insomnia and very, very practical tips, um, steps that you can take. That would be number one. Number two is look at your stressors. And this is the part that like nobody wants to talk about or think about, but stress plays a massive impact in our health, like massive Um, the nervous system controls every organ and system in the body. That's actually in Gray's Anatomy, the the, the textbook. Yeah, Um, (laughs) not the show, the textbook. (laughs) You know, the TV show. No, um, but so when you think about it, like if we are stressed and our nervous system is dysregulated, this can affect everything. This can cause thyroid disease. This can cause digestive issues. In fact, I would say after five years of working like with, clients one-on-one in my practice, like the number one issue I see when people have digestive things and especially like extreme digestive issues and doctors are like, we don't know what's wrong with you. It's just stress. They're just in a hurry all day long. They never sit down. Yeah. And so a question I always ask is how, how many times during the day do you sit down? And usually they say, I don't. And so that's a, that's a stressor, you know, and it's important to understand that stress looks different for every single person. It could be emotional. It could be mental. Um, stress is even it's cold and you're freezing that day. That's a stressor for the body or you ate an insane amount of sugar. <laughs> that's a stressor. That's like, a stressor. Yeah. yeah. It can be all sorts of different things. Um, and then the third one I would say, and I feel like these are kind of combined. is just being outside and moving your body. And I'm not, you know, saying you have to do any sort of certain kind of exercise. I'm just saying move, you know, like just getting outside, being in the sunshine and just moving, whether it's you're on a walk, whether you're gardening, whatever it is, you know, or, you know, you are working out Pilates, lifting weights, whatever it is. But um, those are just foundational things that our really hurried culture has gotten away from. And I just... 
I see it over and over and over that it just plays such a big part in people's health. And and with my clients, I mean, yeah, food's a huge part, but like I'd say the other 50% is lifestyle. And when they start making positive lifestyle changes, like their health just, they just feel better, you know, the body's just being given what it needs. And, you know, I say all the time, when you feel better, it is easier to make good, healthy decisions. Oh, yeah. So that's why, you know, all of this really does go together. And sometimes it's those just foundational. It's those things that almost seem too simple, like, really, are you going to tell me about stress again? Are you going to tell me about sleep again? But those are the things that make the biggest difference. And you and I see it every day with our clients. This has been such uh, an awesome conversation. I know everyone has learned so, so much. I always love talking to you about this stuff. And you, you alluded to your website. You have got such an amazing website. It is chock full of such great information. So I want to make sure that everyone knows about your website. And you also have a thyroid health resource that is available to people. So tell everyone about that. Yeah. So, I mean, my site is deliciouslyorganic.net. Somebody's squatting on .com. <laughs> but go to deliciouslyorganic.net. And I have hundreds of recipes, dozens and dozens of health articles. And then I have lots of other resources. I do have an online thyroid course. So if you have been looking for help and just you want to know step by step what you need to do to help your thyroid, adrenals, for hormone balance, gut health, detox, I cover all of it in the course and we have a private online community that comes with that for members and it it really is a lovely community of people they're so encouraging and helpful towards one another i also have like free classes free cheat sheets like if you just go to my site and you start poking around you're gonna find all these things i'm also over on instagram as carrie vitt and on facebook as deliciously organic Love it. Love it. Such great resources. So thank you so much for coming on today. As we as we part ways, do you have any like final words of encouragement for our listeners today? Yeah, I would say, you know, if you, you know, are really struggling with whatever it is, I just want you to know there is hope and every small little change that you make is a step in the right direction. So even if, you know, next week you're like, I'm going to start buying, I love apples. I'm going to start buying organic apples instead of conventional. That's a really great step. And just to keep moving in that direction and all those little steps are going to, to really add up. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And guys, listen, I will um, make sure that everything she talked about, all of her resources are listed in the show notes so you can get to those very easily and access those because I know you want to take advantage. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. I hope you have some really good thyroid takeaways from that podcast. I think you're getting the message loud and clear. You need to be your own best advocate. You cannot leave your health up to a very broken healthcare system. That is why I continue to bring you experts and simple holistic health advice to put the power in your hands as you're researching and making decisions for your health and your family's health. Okay, don't forget to enter and win the prize giveaway and join me next time as I announce the winners and as we talk about sugar cravings. Yes, it's October. We're going to go there. Let's talk sugar cravings. Until then, have a healthy and happy day.
Bye, y'all.